Hi, welcome to Vibe With, brought to you by Puzzles of Color. Today we're vibing with Bryant Small. Bryant is an award-winning alcohol ink painter who lives in Jersey City and balances a social media and marketing career in New York City. Bryant has a love of culture, color, and all things sparkling. In his art, he loves to toe the line of free abstraction with vibrant color blending and pushing beyond pretty. His alcohol ink pieces are free-flowing and unpredictable and levitate from the page. Bryant is constantly creating and being inspired and sharing his work daily on Instagram. Thank you so much for joining <laughs> us, for Bryant. Me. <laughs> uh, that's a mouthful. Absolutely. Like, yeah, levitating from the page <laughs> and all that stuff. It's fantastic. <laughs> that's that's the marketing in you. It's fantastic. <laughs> yeah. Flowing abstraction and flowing from the page and all that stuff. Yeah. I love it. <laughs> marketing slash copywriting slash yeah. all of those things. So while, you know, we already have met a few times, but yes. why don't you tell the audience, the fans a little bit about yourself? How did you get into art? So uh, I am Bryant Small. Um, I uh, started off in art. I've always been a creative uh, since I was a kid. I was one of those creative kids that uh, was the most talkative in class, always getting in trouble, always doing something. Um, originally from Washington, D.C., uh, which is a lot going on in D.C., but that's not what this video is about. Uh, uh, I was the kid that was like in like the gifted and talented programs doing all of like the school plays and the assemblies and all of that stuff. Um, always doing something creative, mm -hmm. something creatively driven. So uh, when people ask me, uh, when, when did you know you were an artist or how did you become an artist? And I always say, you know, it's been all my life. I can't remember a time that I wasn't some type of artist. Like I wasn't creative in some kind of way. Um, my mom is also a painter, and so it's in my blood. So I've always been encouraged throughout my life to express myself in any way that you know I wanted. So I've always been an artist. I've always been a creative, uh, but actively as a painter, where I would own the title, I am an artist. Um, started in high school. Um, in the sense that I went to school for writing, mm -hmm. which is like a free-flowing abstraction. <laughs> uh, I went to Duke Ellington School of the Arts in uh, Washington, D.C. for writing mm -hmm. and also uh, for acting as well. So I've always felt comfortable kind of expressing myself uh, and saying what I need to say. So I rarely get nervous about you know, talking about myself. That sounds so <laughs> but uh, I always say I know me better than me. Yeah. You know, nobody knows me better than me. So there's not too many questions that you can ask me that I don't know the answer to. If you're asking me about me. Mm -hmm. So uh, I've always uh, been able to express myself. So painting is just a natural extension of that. Uh, but when it comes to alcohol ink specifically, uh, my mother introduced me to alcohol ink. She went on an artist tour where she saw a woman with a brightly colored necklace. Uh, and if people have followed me or, you know, pay attention to my work or seen an interview or anything of the sort, they've heard this a thousand times. But uh, my mother saw a woman with a brightly colored necklace uh, that was alcohol ink on dominoes. And alcohol ink works best on non-porous surfaces, uh, glass, tile, metal, 
uh, and the surface that I paint on is UFO paper, which is a synthetic paper where the ink does not absorb into the surface that I'm painting on. Mm -hmm. So um, she had a necklace on acrylic dominoes. And my mother asked her, you know, what is that? And did the research. And shortly thereafter, my mom came to town to visit and said, you have to try this. I think you're going to love it. And we sat down at my dining room table and something just clicked <laughs> that was different um, because I painted in acrylics before and done all this other artistic stuff. And this was unlike anything that I'd done before and thought, I'm going to do this. And here it is years later and puzzles later. <laughs> and um, yeah, it's just a way of life now. I can't think of a day that I'm not painting or thinking up about painting or doing something related to a gallery or something, you know, to drive my art, whether it be, you know, at a gallery or on my website or on social media. It's all just part of my natural day to day at this point. You mentioned dominoes. Like I, I saw some of your pieces kind of like a little behind you. It feels like yeah. it has like a domino shape in it. Do you use dominoes <laughs> to actually do some of your work or is that just I paint with everything. Right. So anything around me, if it's in my studio, it's likely that it has ink on it. <laughs> Period. So if you don't want ink on it, don't come into my studio space. <laughs> so I will paint um, with wine bottles, uh, vases, shoes, flip-flops, plastic oh, wow. plates, cups, uh, brake pads, bubble wrap, um, saran wrap, anything. There are a lot of different... Um, surfaces that I'll paint with to create shapes and dimension. Yeah. Um, there's sometimes that I'm painting and you get in the zone and you don't even realize, or I don't realize in that moment that I've done something. Mm -hmm. Like, cool. what? Did, or if I go back and I'm like, what did I use to create that edge or that shape? Um, and then I'm looking around like, gosh, because I'm literally just grabbing yeah. things. Okay, I need something. I need something to create texture. And yeah. I'll grab something in the moment and just use it. Wow. Like, damn it, that was my cup of juice. <laughs> <laughs> so, well, uh, anything. Yeah, that's crazy. I just watched Soul with my baby, and in that, you know, I was talking about like the artist that gets into the to the zone and they go yeah. off into this separate place, and that that's, reminds me of that. <laughs> that's literally what it's like, and there, I can lose time. Yeah. You know, I, because I'm working all day. And I always say, like, I work all day, I paint all night, and then I sleep just a little bit to keep me alive. That's yeah. Like, yeah. Carry me over. Yeah. Um, and that's really what it's like. Yeah. You know, that I, I'm like, okay, it's now 4 a.m. I have to go to sleep. I have to work at 8.30 tomorrow. Mm -hmm. I got to be able to function during the day. Yeah. No, that's that's um, how it is for us. A little bit of coffee to push. There you go. <laughs> story of my life for the last yeah. how many months since October well for a year basically <laughs> but you know <laughs> like sleep is not existing anymore <laughs> I always say you know I sleep when I'm dead like exactly. I worry about my life Just like right now when you are in the game like when you are you don't need sleep when <laughs> you are excited about what's to come exactly. like nothing more rewarding than seeing your dream come true. Yeah. Mm -hmm. When you see the work coming, when you wake up tired, eyes burning, and you see yourself on CBS. 
Yeah. <laughs> yep. Not bad. You yeah. Know, like, yeah. Very not true. Bad, you know, <laughs> you know, several months of not sleeping and having those days where you want to cry and you want to give up and true. you want to just lay down and just take a nap for six weeks. <laughs> then you wake up the next day and you're like, wow, Gail King just gave us a shout out. Yeah. Like, not bad. Yeah. Exactly. Have to for a little bit. So like the, the sleep part of it is like minor. I'll worry about that later. Like it's good to have it all fit together. That is the reason. Like we all say, I do it for my heart and from for the joy. And yes, that's part of it. Yeah. But the accolades ain't bad. You know, <laughs> to, to see Things the payoff, the immediately the immediate payoff is not bad. Yeah. For and sure. to have something tangible, um, to be able to create something tangible that people enjoy is wonderful. It's not many people to get that kind of payoff. So to have people um something that to utilize something that you've created mm-hmm. is amazing. Yeah. You yeah. know, to to have people um, sending photos of these completed puzzles is a joy. Yeah. From this idea, from our conversations, from like these telephone calls, of, like what puzzle should it be? You know, what image is it, is it going to be to have people like sending you messages of like, oh, we sat down, my kids helped to make this puzzle and to have my artwork on it. I don't take that for granted at all from something like you guys' idea to do this to like having my my art as a puzzle for something that I never would have thought of is like, wow, not bad. Yeah. Well, to open a box and see my face in there, weird, <laughs> amazing. You know, like this, this great thing. Yeah. So it's good. I don't need sleep for that. Eight hundred percent. Some more coffee. That passion keeps you keeps you going. Keeps you that drive yeah. going for sure. Like it's definitely been it's that way work, for me. But it's not work. Mm-hmm. Exactly. You're not you're not working when you have a phone. You're really like doing this for a living you want this for your living you want to be able to make this work so it's not even like second nature it's just do it you know you just do it yeah you worry about the rest of it later yeah exactly uh, that's totally where i'm at so you, you mentioned uh your mother uh was an artist as well or is an artist as well so what kind of art does she do and how is it like how did her art influence you um well she also works in alcohol ink oh, okay cool uh, well, but she paints an acrylic and she does wire work and um she kind of does whatever kind of what hits her, but her main focus also is alcohol ink. Our styles are completely different. Um, not it's rare that you would see a painting where you could mistake my work for hers and vice versa. Yeah. Um, we've even done experiments like we will choose the exact same colors. <laughs> oh, that is table. so cool. You choose this six. I do this six and let's see what happens night and day oh my gosh i have to um, see that i need the side by side that's too cool oh we've even thought okay let's start with this huge sheet and use the same colors you do six on that end i do six on that end and collaborate on this large piece and let's meet in the middle Mm -hmm. they were so different that we had to cut the paper down the center because they (laughs) they just could not live right on the same sheet it was so so different oh my gosh so, that is too cool so different so those are two independent pieces you guys have to yeah. like do like an exhibit and yeah. do like, that. like I, I have to see that that is so, so cool we, we have we did uh exhibition 
um, at the Bridge Art Gallery in Bayonne um, called Dreaming in Color, Mother to Son Dreaming in Color. Um, and it was a duo exhibition where we had an exhibition of her work and my work, which was amazing um, to do this show. Like, that's like the dream show. Yeah. Being able to do the show with my mom. And then that show uh, also traveled to Washington, D.C., my hometown, mm-hmm. uh, around the corner from where I grew up at the Anacostia Art Center. And that was a couple of years ago. So it's time to do that again. So do you have siblings? Are they artists as well? I have an older brother and he is a, what is the word? He is an appreciator of the art. He is a musician, but not a painter. So he's an artist in a different way, but he is a grill master. So all the artistic talent that I have, um, he got in the culinary arts and can cook unbelievably well so he's mastered the culinary arts i've mastered the art of eating all of the culinary arts. So. that's like it's just like erica and her husband <laughs> yeah yes my husband does I'll all the cooking all. and i am just here to appreciate and he and he's a big right. griller like yeah, exactly. he which I appreciate. I'm I, come, like, I come over just to feed his ego. Yeah, you're doing good. <laughs> this, this is great. <laughs> you feed me, I feed your ego. <laughs> like my dad and my brother are grill masters. I always say they need to like start like a rib business or something. Yeah. Like mm-hmm. they can cook anything. Like they can, they're really great on the grill. So they can grill, I'll eat and paint. Yeah, <laughs> use the bones for to make right. your art. <laughs> not a bad That's idea because the bones will absorb. <laughs> All right. <laughs> oh man. So back to the puzzle. I, you know, you've yes. got this amazing piece called Hot. Let's tell us yeah. a little bit about like the inspiration behind it and how you how you came up with the name, all of that. So the thing is, is that alcohol ink is unpredictable. So when I start out with a piece, it starts with the color. Um, It starts off with the color concept. And I don't have a lot of control over uh, where the inks go and travel. Part true, partly not true. Mm -hmm. I have gotten to the point, and Halt is one of the, uh, the, I guess, the completions of this, but... Um, because alcohol ink is unpredictable, I don't have a lot of control, but I've spent the last two years, um, trying to perfect my mastery of the, the medium, mm-hmm. making the inks do what I want them to do. Yeah. So, um, Halt has to, happens to be one of the pieces, um, where it was an early exploration of cutting through the inks and making sharp lines and sharp movements um, to control the inks. So what you see in the piece is layers of ink atop of one another that I've kind of cut through and made shapes and you're seeing the underneath layer. So you see this dark layer on the top and then almost underneath are like these crystallized colored layers underneath. And that's what creates the movement in the piece. Mm-hmm. I wasn't thinking about what I was creating as I was doing it. It's abstract. 
I, I was just going, um, going with what felt right. But ultimately, what I saw was almost like um, this figure that seemed to be in this gown. And, and people, I, I try not to tell people exactly what I see. Yeah. That also happens to be what I saw at the moment. Mm-hmm. I see different things now. Yeah. I'll tell you what I saw initially, and that's how it got its name. Gotcha. But initially, I saw um, this figure in this gown mm-hmm. that looked like Hulk Couture. Yeah. Which I actually, that, now you say that, I'm like, oh, I see that. But <laughs> that, that's where the name came from. Yeah. Um, this gown that was almost like this cape and the arms up in the air is what I saw. Yeah. Ooh, okay. Really now, know. looking at it, I see different things. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I typically name my paintings for a moment. Um, it, it may be... Um, a conversation that I'm having Mm -hmm. with someone. It may be the music that I'm listening to when I'm creating the painting. Um, But I rarely name paintings for what I see in them. Because I like people to um, have their own unique experience with the piece. Mm -hmm. I want them to um, create their own relationship with the work. Yeah. So I don't want to tell you what to see right. um, because people have their own visions and their own connection to a piece of work. Some people may, you know, that moment in seeing Holt may remind them of a brooch that their grandmother used to have that yeah. they remember from their childhood. And yeah. that's the reason why they connect with it. Yeah. Or they may see um, something from the islands when they went on a trip, you know, 10 years ago. And that's what they connect with. Right. Some people maybe may see a bird in flight and they they love birds or a flower. And that's what they connect with. Mm-hmm. So I try not to tell people spot on what I see. So right. if I ever did a painting that I saw a tree, I'm never going to call it the tree of life. Yeah. <laughs> I, I want you to have your own experience with it. But for that particular piece, that's what I saw in the moment. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, it, it just will depend very often um, you're able to kind of understand what's going on uh, in my life or what I'm listening to or what conversation I may have been having by looking at the titles of my paintings or sometimes current events that are happening. Yeah. So often I'm speaking to what's happening at the moment, current events, current affairs based on the titles of my paintings. So often that's how I'm able, when I look at a painting um, that I've done, I'm able to remember the moment that I created the painting, the year, the time, the date, when I look at the title, uh, and it takes me immediately back to that moment. That's awesome. And like, even like you said about it, uh, you don't want to tell what you see, you want to interpret, interpret how you want to interpret it. It's kind of how we looked at it. Cause a lot will we, well, you see it now, it's mostly in horizontal, but it also be vertical, mm-hmm upside down which way is up you don't really know which way is up with this piece mm-hmm. that's like what makes you really like attractive and, and fun to do because like it's your interpretation of it whatever yeah. you want to see you can and when you're see. doing a puzzle you're moving all around the table sometimes so then yeah. you're seeing it yeah. in different angles yeah yeah so that, that's dope that's really great but that's also how I, I, I tend to create like when i'm painting and when i'm done with the piece I have in my mind an intention for the way that i want it to be hung right mm-hmm. like in someone's home but I've done shows at galleries and like walked in and it's hung completely 
in my eyes, the wrong way. Yeah. And then walked up to it, or as I'm walking up to it, like, no, that is absolutely perfect. Yeah. <laughs> That's exactly what it's supposed to be. Yeah. Or like, oh my gosh, why would they do that? And then after a while, it's like, no, I get it. Yeah. Or it's just a different vision. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just a different eye. Yeah. And um, I have some paintings that, depending on which way I've, when you turn it in different ways, you get different different viewpoints mm-hmm. that all work together. Awesome. Um, and I've gone back in and added different inks and different lines and different movements so that people could have a unique experience depending like depending on which way they hang the piece. Mm-hmm. And so I leave it to the buyer. Whatever you want to do, it's yours. Yeah. I've released it. Once the painting is done, it's gone. I've released it. Yeah. It is, it's gone. Whatever that experience is now yours to have. That's like, I feel like you're very like into with the artistic side, obviously, but like, were you like, I don't know if you mentioned it before, I'm sorry, but did you go like to a university to, to get schooling into this art or did you just? No, I went to school for advertising and marketing. Got it. So um, my background is in the, in the business side. The business side of my brain is like naturally yes. what I kind of go to, um, even though my heart is all the heart of an artist yeah um heart of an artist mind for business Mm -hmm. and i think that's kind of uh what has kept me um i don't want to say successful because that's (laughs) um sustained in the art world is understanding there are two sides to it it's not just pretty painting yeah agreed there there is understanding um, balance, understanding what it takes to be successful as an artist, in mm-hmm. quotes, successful, um, but understanding what it takes to be um, profitable, yep. understanding contracts, understanding what it takes to, to brand, understanding the legalities, and understanding that um, it's a business. Art is a business. Yeah. yeah. That's great because, like, I know for a lot of post artists, it's like the opposite because you're, you just do it for the art, the love of the art, and then once you get in the yeah. field, you realize you learn that there is a business side to this. And even when I went to like I went to Lamar University for just graphic design, and like you don't really have any like classes to teach you how to do the business side of work. Even in graphic design, you still have to do like it's art, it's art, but you still have a whole side of like you have to learn the business side, like even freelan- freelancing. And, yeah, yeah, freelancing invoices. for sure. And of course, all that stuff is like. Very important. And if you want to like make be successful, make a living off of your work, you need to know these type of things. So I always feel like they should, they should push like more of that in our, in our classes and like they learning in school. Just because it's like art, you can be an artist and really good at your painting, but if you don't really know your business side, you can be like just a struggling artist for no reason. You can be the best art in the world, yeah. but you you don't know it's how to make difficult. be successful out of it. You make make money off of it. It's so so difficult, and it's almost like it's um, it's ingrained in you to not sell out. Yeah, yeah. Like, right. Be an artist, like don't sell out. Like, it's like it's not selling out if I make money off my art. Like, this is yeah. the as much money as you put out as an artist, you have to make your money back. Like, the, if you want to be a working artist, yeah, you kind of have to think about the return on your investment. Yeah, and, and art ain't cheap. So, <laughs> <laughs> no. At the end of the day, art ain't cheap. Uh-huh. Ain't cheap. Why is 
why is that painting so expensive? And that's what people, their natural instinct is, is to complain about the price, but they don't think about the hours of time that an artist has put in creating. Yep. And I always say an artist is working and painting for hours before they touch their canvas. Mm. For hours, they are thinking about the colors and yeah. what they might want to do, the inspiration, the, the, the disappointments, the successes, the, the joy, the pain, the love, all of that stuff you bring to the table when you're creating. Yeah. That's all part of your process. That's part of what you're paying for, that story that yeah. you want to talk to the artist about um, and the reason why they create. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's part of the pricing. Yeah. And then when they have to go to the art supply store or deal with the negotiation for trying to get the best price for framing yeah. and everything yeah. else, that's the part that people don't consider for the artists when they have to get their things shipped out and to a gallery and everything else. All of that is a cost that's attributed to the artist mm-hmm. and the commitment for galleries and everything else. A lot of people don't. Uh, understand for an artist is that when they go to a gallery often the gallery uh, the commission may be 50% so it may be on the wall for $10,000 but the artist is only going to see 5,000 of that because the gallery has to make their money art is a business so we think that many times that people are in the gallery they're looking and they're browsing but that gallery has to stay open. The yeah. lights have to stay on. Yeah. So they are reaching out to their clients and trying to negotiate and get people to come in and buyers. So, and as an artist, I support galleries. So I want my work to be seen in well-known establishments. And so it's all part of it. Yeah. It's business. Yeah. Wow. So, but that's it. So that's why it's important to pay people what they're worth. Yeah. And, and understand that it is an investment, but you're supporting a full system of people. Mm-hmm. The, you're, you're supporting the artist directly, but you're supporting the gallery owners, the mm-hmm. people that the art consultants, the everyone that works in that gallery, the storage, the art storage people that work in that gallery to make sure that it's stored properly. The installers, the hangers, the art handlers. It's all part of it. Yeah. Lots That's, of moving parts there. It's a lot of moving parts. And so when you see that price tag on the wall, it's not just people being divas and being greedy. Mm-hmm. That's what it takes to be part of, you know, the art business. Yeah. Um, and th- But that's why it's so important to have a product like the puzzles. Yeah, because it then makes art approachable mm-hmm. for people that aren't in the market at that price point to be yeah. able to say, I still have fine art that I am able to interact with with my children, expose them to, you know, contemporary art and fine art in a new way and make them fall in love with art and explore art and artists of color and still have fun with it. So wow. full circle moment. <laughs> That's a great one. I am back. Yeah. (laughs) I'm going to use that. We're going to cut that segment out. (laughs) That's beautiful, man. So Uh, we had one question, which I feel like you kind of, you touched on, but like we were talking, when you think about 
abstract art. There are people who will see something and be like, I could do that at home. My mom is is good for that. She's like, I can do that. I can <laughs> we can buy all these pieces and I'm gonna do So what makes it what makes the difference between art and like a hobby or right. just you know, what makes it, it unique? So it's a couple of things. The first thing that always cracks me up is when people say I can do that. Uh when it comes to abstract art. <laughs> Danny Simmons at Rush Arts Philly has an abstract show um, in Philadelphia at Rush Arts Philly Gallery, um, which is an amazing gallery that supports the Philadelphia art market and art market at large. He has a show that is called I Can Do That. Uh-huh. I Can Do That. Um, <laughs> that is committed to abstract artists that shows pieces that are abstract and the tagline is like, um, I can do that when people say that. If you could, you would have. Yeah. Exactly. So, like, I can do that. Like, then go ahead. If you could, you you would have done that already. Yeah. yeah. Um, it, abstract art is about emotion. It is about um, movement and passion. A lot of people think that um, abstract art is just a slash on a painting, mm-hmm. like just a slash of ink, a slash of paint. Um, and it's not, it is so much more than that. Mm-hmm. If you've ever tried to do uh abstract art, you will know that it's not an easy thing to do. Yeah, you will come out with you can come out with something colorful, yeah, but it is not going to have. Um, any meaning for it, any meaning behind it, any passion behind it. I don't, cre- I don't go into creating anything thinking I'm going to do something abstract. Yeah, I'm not even thinking about what I'm, what type of art I'm creating. I'm just creating because yeah. I'd love to do it. So if it so happens that you see a face, you see uh, a figure, you know that's wonderful. But I'm not. I'm not even thinking about making a mark uh, on the paper, on the page, because I want you to feel something. Mm-hmm. I'm doing it because it feels right for it to be there, if that makes sense. Yeah. I'm not doing it because I want to push you in the direction. Yeah. I'm doing it because I want to push the work. I know uh-huh. what feels right in that moment, what that what that piece needs. Yeah. I'm thinking about the needs of the the work at that moment. Mm -hmm. And if it moves you because I've been moved in that moment in the work, then I know I've done my job. That I always am working to get people in the moment when they are looking at my work and they're standing at a gallery with their head tilted one way or the other, like, what is that? Yeah. And they're standing back in there with their arms folded, squinting, and one of their legs goes forward to take one step forward and they do like that. Yeah. If they do that, I know that I've done my job. That one step forward and that lean in to say, what is that? Yeah. That means I got you. That's what abstract art is supposed to do. Wow. Mm-hmm. Is to draw you in, yeah. to pull you in closer to say, what is that? Mm-hmm. And from across the room, I could say, what is that red circle? It's not art. <laughs> you lost. Yeah. yeah. That's not art. Yeah. But if I'm making you question and I'm striking a chord with you, like, oh, my gosh, 
that's beautiful or even if that repulses you oh that is terrible <laughs> you walk closer and say what in the world were they thinking <laughs> that's art yeah it, it, it evoked an emotion from you. Mm-hmm. That is exactly what an artist wants from you, wow. is that even if you don't like it, you came closer to say, what the hell were they thinking? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And it's enough. Then I would much rather you have some reaction to it to say than to say, oh, it's nice. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, this looks pretty, but yeah. Okay, yeah, I see what you're saying. Okay. Mm-hmm. And the or oh, it's pretty. Yeah, pretty is almost a curse <laughs> in a lot of ways because pretty is like it's pretty. So that's why in my bio, I'll say I'm trying to get beyond just pretty pictures. Yeah, pretty I'm always hurts. trying to push beyond pretty. Yeah, I'm yeah. just I'm trying to get beyond pretty. Like yeah, I want it to be pretty. Yeah. Like, I want you to love it. I want it to be pretty, yeah. but I want to get beyond that. I want you to get to the point that you feel something from it. Mm-hmm. May not be the the greatest feeling. It might make you a little sad. It may remind you of your last boyfriend, the breakup. Mm-hmm. But it may remind you of that moment you felt better and empowered. And like, oh no, I felt strong. Yeah. I felt good after that. Like, I learned something. Yeah. Or it might make you feel like, yeah, I'm so glad I quit that job. <laughs> yeah. I took a risk. I did whatever. But that's what that's what most artists want, is they want you to feel something. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Because art is definitely about a feeling. Absolutely. Definitely answer the question. It's like art itself <laughs> is a feeling. And so you want to, as an artist, you're trying to push it. Yeah, not trying to push your uh, agenda or anything in particular, like with your abstract art. You're just trying to like make you feel an emotion from it and make you feel like, like you said, even when you name your pieces, you say it's like a time in your life or a moment of music or something you're listening to, something around you that really like captures you in that moment. So that's that's exactly what abstract art is. That's what your art does. Yeah, I mean, it, it, it's even if it were like someone doing realism, you know, yeah. seeing a, a portrait, they don't, they, if it's an exact portrait of someone, they want you to say, oh my gosh, you really captured their spirit. Exactly. Mm-hmm. That is, it's like, oh, that looks exactly like them, but gosh, his eyes, yeah, her eyes, like, oh my gosh, it's like she's sitting right here, yeah. That's the thing that we look at when you look at someone's portrait. It's mm-hmm. like if they get their likeness, you're like, oh yeah, that looks like them, but it is something deeper when you see a portrait, and it, you can feel them in the painting, yeah. When yeah. they capture someone's essence, sometimes the painting doesn't even have to look like them exactly. Mm-hmm. But if they capture them in the best way, them sitting in a chair, in their favorite chair, mm-hmm. or they capture them in, from a photo, like a family photo or something, and you remember the moment that that photo was taken, or it's a photo that's been in the family forever, if they capture your grandmother in the right way, in that essence, when you see it, you could burst into tears. Yeah. Because they captured the essence of that person. Yeah, Not exactly. it, it doesn't have to look like them, but if they capture the energy and the essence of that person, that's what gets you. Mm-hmm. That's what art is supposed to do. Yeah. 
It doesn't have to look exactly like this. Mm-hmm. It's the same thing in the puzzles. When you see the puzzles with the little kids in them, the little boys in them, you're like, oh, no, every every dad and kid needs to have it. Yeah. They have to have that moment. It's like, yeah. oh, come on. That's the heartstring stuff. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's the Definitely. feeling. It's the feeling, the feeling stuff that gets you going. <laughs> so... You talked about your your process when you're creating. You, you're thinking you're listening to music, and, you're, and that's actually the motivation between behind a lot of your stuff. What mo- music inspires you overall? Do you, is it a mix? Is it like something that gets you started? Okay, so there's some rules. <laughs> I have to have music. Okay. So if, okay. There's a couple things. Typically, um, I paint almost every day. If I'm home, I'm pretty much painting. Mm-hmm. Um, or because I have a studio at home and I also have an outside studio um, at Mana Contemporary. If I'm in my studio, there's my headphones on, there's music always if I'm at home. Um, I'm typically, uh, depending on the night, I'm FaceTiming with my mom um, and we are painting at the same time. And I will be playing music or she will be playing music and usually there's some type of tension around the music being played. Mm-hmm. And it's simply because I like upbeat um, house, ah. um, something dance, hip hop music that typically won't have a lot of words. Or if it does have words, it's something that I'm singing along to or dancing erratically to while <laughs> I am painting. Yeah. Because I'm in the zone. I need movement. Mm-hmm. Whereas my mother, on the other hand, is listening to, um, it is the oddest thing. She could be listening to like old school, like Jeffrey Osborne. Not that there's anything wrong with Jeffrey Osborne. <laughs> it's just that I don't want to be painting to Will, painting to Will Downing and Jeffrey Osborne, Luther Vandross, like old school pruners. <laughs> I can and see that. I will. You say that you have different styles too, so that uh, it's. That's part of it. Yeah, and there's nothing wrong with listening to like Vesta and Stephanie Mills mm-hmm. old school music. Mm-hmm. That's just not the vibe of what I'm painting. Yeah, and so we usually are like, I'm like, what are you listening to? <laughs> like, we need to get somewhere and like somehow let's get some neo soul, let's get Jill Scott, let's get some Angie Stone something, and she of course just chimed in to FaceTime me. <laughs> yeah. I actually That's great. She heard time. you talking. She was like, I'm going to explain my will down. <laughs> that is so crazy. I literally, I closed out of FaceTime, shut it down, removed it from my dock, everything. <laughs> and she still popped in. Mm, that's, that's what your mom, that's mama. Uh, <laughs> she, she heard me. Yeah. Um, <laughs> She's probably going to call back again and say, I will not be ignored, <laughs> which we'll do. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, she will turn on that music and we, I will say, can we get some Jill Scott? Can we get some Andy Stone? Something more R&B current that we can agree to. Mm-hmm. Uh, or she'll like, well, you turn on the music. You mm-hmm. decide the music and we'll go from there. And then we're fine. Yeah. But music for me, um, I do have a couple playlists. Okay. So I have one playlist that's called Big Beautiful Crazy. 
mm-hmm. which was the name of my first solo show because I've had a big, beautiful, crazy life. Yeah. Um, stuff that like people are like you need to write a book. And, like I've had some big, beautiful, crazy stuff happen in my life that like no one would ever believe this stuff that would just be in like a movie. Yeah. So that's what I named the show and that's what that playlist is called. Mm-hmm. So I will turn that on to paint to. Um, then I have another pr- playlist called Free to Fly, which was my second show, um, which is another playlist, but it has, that playlist has um, a lot of house um, it has a lot of dance music, but it also has some go-go music from DC. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, that kind of takes me back to like home yeah. references. Yeah. Um, and then I just have random, uh, my star playlist on Spotify and my mm-hmm. star playlist will have uh, things from different stations that I've turned on at different times. So that station may have some random pop Ariana Grande, some Britney Spears, but then it'll turn to um, like some African house beats. Yeah. That will pop in also. Um, It's some interesting stuff, but it's always stuff that gets me in that frame of mind to paint. Where if I hear that music somewhere else out of context, I'm like, oh, I gotta get home. Like if I were out yeah. and about, yeah, it would be like yeah, time to paint. But yeah, it's like that reference. Like if I heard that song, time to go. Gotta yeah. go. Gotta paint. You that's know, awesome. That's, it's, uh, it can it could be a little bit of everything. Yeah. But it's never. It, I don't paint to classical music. I don't <laughs> paint to anything uh, slow tempo. And I listen to everything. Yeah. But when I'm painting. It is never, and love oh, her, it's sorry. never going to be Sade. <laughs> it's never going to be um, any. it's rarely going to be anything jazz unless it is a up-tempo jazz remix of something. So you, you kind of, you mentioned like DC and, and the go-go music. I feel like that's yep. the only region that really listens to go-go music that is well known yeah. for. Is there a particular reason behind that? I'm just wondering. This is... I, I don't know why it's limited to to DC. I mean, I've heard DC. Like, I have cousins that like live in uh, a small town <laughs> called Edenborn, Pennsylvania, which mm-hmm. is in the southwestern part of Pennsylvania, over the mountains of West Virginia, <laughs> and they love go-go music from being exposed to it in D.C. Yeah, There are a few people that I know that are in Miami that like go-go music from being exposed to it in D.C. Mm-hmm. But their exposure comes from like two live uh, crew utilizing the beats from go-go music. Yeah. Gotcha. And then I know people in New Orleans that um, like go-go music because some of like the booty music yeah. uses the yeah. beats from go-go music. So it's like, it, it's heavy percussion music. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I, I just think is if we all go back to African drums. Yeah, yeah I was going to say, it kind of reminds me of like Fela. So, 
Yeah. Yeah. So if you go, if you think about that, we go to like Latin music, Cuban music. It yeah. goes to the drums. Yeah. We go to, um, you if you think about like the booty music in New Orleans, it goes to the drums. You mm-hmm. go to, um, reggae music. It goes back to the drums and like everything goes back to the percussion. Yeah. So I think it is just the flavor of all of our music goes back to yeah. our roots. Yep. I like that. So, That's dope. Um, but I don't know why it, it stops at DC. I feel like <laughs> it's like every time I hear something about DC artists who they mention like the influence of Go-Go and like they're from DC. It's like, I guess that. Well, it's just kind of like, I guess, like, like New Orleans, like you said, with the guess, yeah, music New in New Orleans, it's that. like, everybody's got their, their, that's their regional thing. Yeah. Like, Houston's don't chop the screwed. Even that's, yep. that's <laughs> trap move. Yeah. Chop, chop the screwed. It's the same thing. It's like, when I go home to DC and I hear it, I'm like, damn, I'm home. <laughs> and then <laughs> exactly. I, and I never hear it. I'm like, all right, whatever. And yeah. I never, I don't have to hear it here. Right. It would seem out of place. Yeah. But as soon as I go home and I hear that you could hear it on the radio, and it's like, wow. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Good for it. That's dope. I get that. I get that. When you look at Hot, yeah. that particular piece, what song, what, can you remember what song you might have been listening to when you were doing that? Or what song comes to mind when you see it now? Well, I know that I, I can tell you the moment, the moment that I did it. I was in my studio at Mana Contemporary, mm-hmm. um, and that was last January that uh, a year ago um, and that was actually the last 11 by 14 piece that I did I no longer do um, that size painting yeah like, anymore and that was literally the last piece of paper that I had in um, I was like all right this is the last one like the grand um, finale <laughs> yeah that was legit the last one um I'm sure if I was at Mana, I had my headphones on and I would have been listening to my star playlist. I can't tell you the song because um, I don't remember the song, but I'm sure it was my star playlist, mm-hmm. which would have been, it could have been, uh, it would have been something house um, or something pop. It could have yeah. been, like I said, it could have been Ariana Grande or Britney Spears, or it could have been a remix of something. Yeah. yeah. Um, but it would have been that star playlist. Okay. Which is like my favorite songs um, that have popped up from different stations that I just add. Like, oh, yeah, I like that. Yeah. Add it. Yeah. Just yeah. Like, add it. <laughs> and right now, I think that has like 30-something hours of music. Wow. So more than... Whoa. I listen to music more than anything. I, I rarely sit down and watch a movie. Mm-hmm. So in my house, there's always music playing. If the television is on, it might not be turned up. Yeah. I watch the news for several. I've been watching the news more now than ever. Yeah, yeah. Well, but um, <laughs> I don't watch, right. I don't watch movies um, often, but I will listen to music all the time. Eric and I both listen to music like constantly. That's kind of what we. Yeah. Well, of course, like I said, lately a little bit less. You know, a lot of podcasts and, and news, but yeah, but. Uh... <laughs> I try to get into podcasting, podcasters. I try to get more to listening to more podcasts, but I definitely think if I'm like at work, I'm definitely like anything like hip hop related mostly. But you know, music is yeah. always playing, and just like it helps like you, you say, get. It's a soundtrack. 
the daytime. Yeah, for sure. This is a soundtrack to what you yeah, do in you that know, situation. I realized on that star playlist, there are a few gospel songs too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and they're random, like random things. Um, I know that like that what popped into my head that made me think about that. I know there's Mary Mary's Dirt that's on there. Mm-hmm. Um, the song Dirt. There is uh, Joy to the World. Hey. <laughs> um, by by in- who, who's Joy to the World? Um, is it Darlene McCoy? Is that her name? Okay. <laughs> Erica Jedgey. Well, no, no, I was going to say, yeah. because my favorite gospel album is not even a gospel. It is it is um, the Preacher's Wife soundtrack. <laughs> like, if I'm having a bad day, I'm like, let me put on the Preacher's Wife soundtrack and listen to some <laughs> Whitney uh, Houston. And- <laughs> it's, a, it's a couple, like, and they are my jams, like, that I will turn on. Yeah. And it'll come on, and it's it's still part of the party. Yeah. So it doesn't break the rhythm of painting or anything, but they yeah. just happen to be yeah. um, gospel songs. So that it's a little bit of everything on that playlist. Yeah. That's cool. Um, and then there is, there are jazz songs on there, and there's a song called Barack's Groove. And I can't remember who the artist is right now. It might be, gosh, I lost his name. Just, just as I was, Stanley Clark. I think it might be. Okay. But the song is called Barack's Groove. And okay. it is, okay. um, yeah. it was from Barack Obama, but look it up. Yeah, we definitely I, had to look that up. That was something that I, I actually could have been listening to Hulk when I was doing it. Um, but it was called Barack's Groove. And I listened to that on repeat. Okay. Well, definitely need you to um, send this playlist That to was us. a huge <laughs> recipe song for me. Yeah. Yeah. So where do you have this playlist? Is it like on like, is it just like Apple Music or like Spotify. what is it? That's on Spotify. But you know what I will do? I will create a playlist of like some of my favorites. Okay. And we'll share, I will give it some name like Puzzle Playlist or something like that. There you go. And Look, that's what we're trying to do. On, so that's perfect. Yeah, yeah I'll we're make it click on Spotify so that people can follow the playlist and listen to what I paint to. Cool. Exactly. Yeah, that's what we're gonna do. So we're gonna have a playlist for every artist and for every puzzle, and we're gonna have it like attached to the, you know. Oh, okay. So, so now already... that that changes the energy of it a little bit, but they will all be songs that come from one of those three playlists. Yeah. Cool. Yeah, it's dope. Yeah, it's perfect. But I'll I'll make sure that Barack's groove is on there. It won't I'll fit be... the whole playlist per se, but I'm gonna put it on there. Okay. Awesome. That's dope. That's a. About it. I think you for vibing with us, man. We get to really learn learn more about you and your, of course, your musical, musical taste, which is what we are here for. And yeah. just, this is great. Ooh. It's great to hear all of the amazing things you've got going on. And actually, yeah, speaking of, please share how can people follow you? How yeah. can people commission or, you know, whatever, reach out to you, please? So, on everything, on instagram on my facebook page on twitter it is bfly777 my website www.bfly777.com uh and you can reach me everywhere with bfly777 um you can follow me on tiktok but tiktok you're not gonna you'll see my art in the background but you'll see me playing around in makeup and (laughs) weird uh videos and movies and <laughs> that's me just 
cutting up and having fun. Most of the time, you'll see art in there. Yeah. Gotcha. Because um, I can't help myself. Mm-hmm. It's all an extension. It's your life. Of it's you breathe art. art. Yeah. It's one of the few times that you will see me just having fun because the other stuff is so brand centric and focused on the art that it's one of the few times you'll get to see me uh, as a person and not a brand. <laughs> yeah. I feel you. And you guys, congratulations. I say it all the time. I am so <laughs> proud of you guys. Thank and the you. way that you had an idea and made it happen. I am so happy that you reached out to me. I have never done a product with anyone before, <laughs> never even considered it. And I am so <laughs> happy that we work together. This has been so, so amazing. Um, and I can't wait to see what else happens because it's oh, all man. good stuff. Thank you we so appreciate much. It. We've, we've done so it's gone way further than we thought it would be. It's a bit limited by the time we've done it. And it's like, we're, we're like, we were talking about the other day. It's like, we were just so surprised artists were actually willing to do it. Like, <laughs> we were yeah. very nervous about approaching artists in a way that like, you know, we didn't want to come off like we're trying to just steal your art for sure. That's one thing we didn't want to do. And also just wanted to like, make sure y'all got the recognition and the, and the, and the appreciation for the actual work that y'all put in. And of course the money, from, you know, us making money off of y'all's art, I guess we will say it like that. But uh, it just yes, no, it's, it's, it's working. It's working. Yeah, we appreciate that y'all were uh, to or you and everybody was willing to, to be a part of it because it's yeah, it's working. It's been life changing. It's yeah, been, it's 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 been amazing. Also, quick, I forgot. How did it feel when you actually saw your puzzle? Like, how did it feel to actually get the puzzle? And how did it feel to see it and all that? Just so okay so this is the other thing <laughs> it was cool i didn't order it immediately yeah so i'm like this is you know this is great and i thought well you know what i'm gonna order them and give them as christmas gifts to everyone and mm-hmm. i thought no i'm not gonna do that that <laughs> seems a little self-serving yeah so i'm not <laughs> gonna do that uh-huh. and so i didn't and I did a couple posts like, oh, guys, this is a puzzle that I did with this company, and this is great, and you guys should check them out. And then people started to buy the puzzle. And then, not that I didn't expect this reaction, but I didn't expect this big of a reaction like, oh, my God, you did a puzzle? This is great. Yeah. And then it kept happening. And then it kept happening. I was like, you know what? I'm going to order a puzzle. I should at least <laughs> have a puzzle of my own. Yeah. I'm not going to do it. I'm just going to have it. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to do the puzzle. I just want to have it. Gotcha. <laughs> yeah. And so I ordered the puzzle and I had it in the box and it sat there. Mm-hmm. I'm just like, I'm not going to, you know, I know that it's there. I'm like, well, I need to. <laughs> we send you an empty box. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, I need to see it. And yeah. then my friend started ordering multiple puzzles and giving them out as gifts and everything. And when I opened the puzzle, I was kind of taken aback. Like, yeah. my God. I Like, when I recorded the video, that was yeah. literally my real reaction. Like, this is really cool. Yeah. <laughs> like, blown away, like, and then I was like, wait a second. I am inside this box. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, my face is inside this box on a product. This is, this is like kid dream stuff. 
Yeah. Like being on like a G.I. Joe or Barbie box. Yeah. Like I'm a Barbie. Like yeah. look like yeah. that yeah. kind of, that was the react the feeling of it. Like I am a toy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It was really, really cool that like the idea that this could be so big that what if you end up on the, the aisles in Target and Walmart? Look, from your from your mouth to God's ears, that that's but, but you yeah. have to dream a bigger dream for yourself, right? Yeah. So why is that not possible when you wake up and you're on CBS this morning? Yeah. And so <laughs> like to see the box, I was really taken like wow. How cool is this? Yeah. The, and didn't expect to have that reaction. It's like, no, I need to like talk about this. Yeah. <laughs> so I well, can't imagine what that feels like for you guys. I can't imagine. It's and mind how proud blowing. Your must be. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's it's like, mind blowing. It's I, I can't wait till we get caught up so that we can like really enjoy it. Cause right now we're just working yeah. like crazy. Yeah. But I, but I definitely, I, I'm off this week because you know I, I work a day job and so I'm, I'm off this yeah. week. So I'm getting to like really just live in it, and that's that's amazing. And we got a lot of retailers reaching out, so maybe one day, hopefully, Target, you know, and yeah. <laughs> that would be amazing. But we, but you know, we have we had a, a store in Japan, like multiple store, like somebody who owns like multiple stores in Japan that wants to get some puzzles there. We've had from all over the country and Singapore, so. It's it's wild. All I know, I can tell you, it is working. Yeah. Because people have reached out saying, "Hey, are you interested in doing a series of puzzles?" I'm like, "Eh, eh, eh." <laughs> I already work with people. <laughs> Don't try to reach out now, boo. Don't try to stop me. We all know they I are. Got my people. I don't need you. I got my people. Uh-huh. Yes, sir. That's how you know. Yeah. That it's working. Yeah. Because people are watching. Yeah. When people start watching, you know that it's working. Yeah. Like, keep your head down, you stay focused, and keep working. Yeah. That's it. So amazing. That was this <laughs> so good. It's so good. Thank you so much for joining us on Vibing With. And be sure to follow Brian on all of his social media platforms and buy his puzzle hot. Thank you for joining us for an episode of Vibing With. Be sure to purchase a puzzle by this talented artist at puzzlesofcolor.com. You can also listen to a curated playlist of music to pair with their puzzle on Spotify and Apple Music. Just search for Puzzles of Color.